This summer, your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines. American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Welcome to the podcast. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. Uh, we get into a little bit of the craziness with mask mandates still kind of going on and the interactions between individuals there. A very strange video we'll kind of go through, uh, as well as the video on Ron DeSantis we can get into a little bit today. Um, there is a little bit of uh, bizarre news around the Georgia law, still the Major League Baseball uh, situation, uh, pulling the all-star game out of georgia this comes with all sorts of bizarre complications we'll talk about those and uh we talk about my journey yesterday into a absolute super spreader event the first major league sporting event occurring in the united states since the pandemic began it was a baseball game here in texas uh of course obviously america's team the toronto blue jays was able to come out victorious in that game but that's not really the detail most people are interested in we'll give you uh, the details of what that was like going back into i don't know some sense of normalcy in our lives uh, you can go to blaze tv.com slash stew uh enter the promo code uh stew you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv as well as uh you can check out uh, pat gray unleashed as well on blaze tv uh we can we're all here on podcast too. get this podcast free every day so you can subscribe there also mention pat is making a live appearance uh this weekend in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, and you can get free cookies out of the deal. Pat, where do mm-hmm. people go for this? Uh, check out the website for the address. I don't have it memorized yet. <laughs> you are terrible. You're a terrible, yeah, really terrible. I am not a sales guy. Can, can uh, but kexi.com is where you can find the address. Kexi.com. How do you spell yeah. that, Pat? K-E-K-S-I. All right. Here's the podcast. You're listening to... racist law in georgia <laughs> how impossible it is to vote there oh, just put up every barrier they possibly can it really is incredible it really is incredible like for example you know if you want to vote absentee you have to write your driver's license identification number on the outside of the envelope exactly and see no minorities have driver's licenses so that's a an obvious attempt to keep minorities from voting well, I mean, if you don't have a driver's license, you could present your state identification card, which is free from the state. I mean, that's, yeah, but they don't know where to get it, so they can't get one of those either. They can't. No. All right. Well, I guess they could then maybe present their passport. Like if they had just presented their passport, oh, like, that would like minorities have passports. Where do you think they're going? No, they don't have. Passports. They, they don't. No. Well, I guess they could just put the last four digits of their social security number on the envelope then. That would be As enough. if they had social security numbers? <laughs> they don't have social security. No. Well, not minorities. Whiteys have 
social security number. Sure. Only white people have social yeah, security they're, numbers? They're giving them at birth, hmm. but not minorities. Okay, so And they, if they do have them, they can't remember them. What, are you supposed to remember the last four digits of your I, social security number? Who can do that? It's a lot of digits. It's a lot. There's four. Yeah. There's one. At the same time? And then there's two. Yeah. And then there's three. And, and then you and also you have to remember all from number the way four. To four. All four digits. Yeah. That's really hard. Well, I, you know, if let's just say you had lost your state identification card. Okay. You, if you, you know, I guess maybe a white person, this could have, this could apply because apparently the, minorities don't have ID. Right. But you could just present a copy of it. If you happen to have a copy laying around that you had for other paperwork, you could submit that. But that's not going to help you. No. So what about presenting a valid employee photo ID issued by any branch of the United States government? Oh, okay. So you must have a job now. Yeah. You got to have a job in order to vote. That's a that's a big a big hurdle for people to clear. It is okay. Well, maybe it is. Were, did you happen to be a member of the U.S. military? Because you could use your U.S. military identification as well as a uh, as a as a chance to identify yourself. So only if I'm a veteran, uh, and I have to I have to go kill people on foreign soil, <laughs> then I can then I can go ahead and vote. All right. Well, yeah. that's that's another way. No, I guess it's not though. You also could submit a current utility bill. Do you have electricity? <laughs> <laughs> a current utility bill? A current utility bill. Yeah, is that too much to ask? Well, no, they can't pay they can't pay utility bills. They don't have any money. They don't have a job. <laughs> All minor Yeah. Really? They don't have jobs. Gosh, I I need to I don't know this enough. This is why it's so hard. Yeah, it is. Uh okay, <laughs> you could submit a current bank statement then. It's all in the law. Oh, they have bank accounts now, like Whitey does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fine. If you can't do those now, 10 different things. Any one of the okay, 10. Those are 10. Mm-hmm. What about the 11th, which is submit a recent paycheck? <laughs> Again, <laughs> with the job. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then they open it up a little bit because I feel mm. like these first 11 are very restrictive. Oh, yeah. I mean, who can come yeah. up with one of Total them? Total oppression. You know, what about the 12th one, which is submit other current government documents? So I don't know what that is exactly, but like, let's say you got a stimulus check from okay. the government. Yeah. I guess that would be a current government document. Uh-huh. You could show that you could submit that. I mean, everyone, everyone under a certain income range got those. So you really should be okay to just submit something like that. Like a current government document. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to, I got to know where my pay stub is. <laughs> That's what I have to do in order to vote. I mean, this does not seem that restrictive, but I will say after these now 12 different ways, uh-huh. you could get your uh, prove your identity identity for um, uh, uh, for absentee voting without an excuse. By the way, you do not need an excuse. Uh, you could fill out a provisional ballot with a sworn statement of penalties for false statements. So you could still, even with none of these things, you can still vote. <laughs> Except minorities can't swear. They can't. No, they don't. They don't like to swear. Wow. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Yeah. Could they possibly That's have gone out of their incredible. way more to do two things? One, have some sort of record that yeah. the person who's voting is actually a citizen and eligible eligible to vote. And two, making it very easy for everyone who is a citizen and eligible to vote to actually pull it off. 
I mean, there's what else could you possibly do to make it any easier to because they've provided for all of those excuses. Well, minorities don't have IDs. Well, minorities don't know where the DMV is. Well, minorities can't get online. They don't have to do any of those things yeah. or have access to any of that in order to uh, to present something that says it's them. They can they can prevent they can present any sort of. Uh, government documentation that's unbelievable it really it really is and the last one is you just go ahead and vote and you can work it out later right which is you know good a good amazing yeah people don't realize the provisional ballot thing goes on all the time but like if you if you for example uh lose your id card you know like it's like if you were to be you know be on a, a flight and you were trapped uh in another country and you didn't have your id somehow they there are systems to work around that to get you on the flight it just can't be if tons of people did it they wouldn't be able to do it but like occasionally that happens to people right they get robbed and they they need to get back home and and eventually there's it might take a while you might have to miss a few flights but eventually you can get on a flight back home usually uh the provisional ballot thing happens every single election it's one of the things that gets counted last when they say there's still some provisional ballots out there we need to look at those when you're going through the election counting time and these things are out there like if you go to your if you go to to vote and you don't have your proper ID or you don't have some sort of qualification, maybe you moved out of the wrong district district, you can cast a provisional ballot and they'll hold it basically and look at it and say, hold on, we're going to hold on to this and we're going to see uh, if it needs to be counted or not. Can you prove that, you know, is it legit? Now, a lot of times, if it's a blowout election, you don't have to worry about those things. But in a close election, it can make a big difference. And if mm-hmm. you think just it, on principle, your vote should count, that's something that they do all the time for people, provisional ballots. It, it is one of these things that they have gone out of their way over and over again. And you have to remember, going back decades, like this was much worse for people. They couldn't do any of these things. They had none of these access points to vote. This has all been opened up in massive ways over the last two decades. Some of it, I think, to real detriment of the voting system. I mean, we talked about how uh, just sending out mass uh, absentee ballots is probably not a good idea. All mail balloting, those sorts of things. But also the early balloting is coming so early now that it's hard to you're voting without even all the information yeah you're just like you're voting like six months early in half of these right places it's not an exaggeration but it's it's, in late september yeah in some jurisdictions i mean they were voting people were casting their votes before the debates were over yeah in in 2020 like i again there's certain sort of foundational things you should need to wait for to be able to cast your vote like right now can we just why don't we just send out absentee ballots right now and let people cast their vote. If they know they're going to vote Republican anyway, just put it on the R, and then we'll just send it in now and get it started. Like, wh- why not? It, it, you should be able to have at least the information of 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 the debates, of the conventions, uh, of the basic things that highlight an election calendar. You shouldn't be voting before they're over. It just sounds bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that happens in a lot of states now. Um, the Atlantic uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution went through this law. And they decided to look at how the law compared to other states. So, for example, no excuse absentee voting. That is in the law in Georgia. Voters can cast absentee ballots without offering an excuse in now two-thirds of the state, states including Georgia. An excuse is required in one-third of the states. So Georgia is on the open side of that particular rule. The deadline to request an absentee ballot, 
22 states allow voters to apply for absentee ballots less than seven days before an election. 13 states set the application deadline seven days before an election. Georgia becomes one of the 11 states that sets the application more than seven days before the election. So they uh, tons, you know, what is it? 11 states now do it this way. Uh, it's now 11 days in advance. But like the difference is between seven and 11 days. Do we really think that like there's a Republican strategy here to stop minorities from voting between seven and 11 days? Like it's that big of a deal. All I mean, my, look, this is when minorities want to vote eight days before an election. That's when they want to get that ballot. Um, verifying absentee ballots to verify the absentee uh, identity of voters. 30 states match their signatures on absentee ballots with signatures already on file. Six states require signatures, but do not verify them. Eight states require a voter's signature plus the signature of a witness. Three states require ballot envelopes to be notarized. Again, this is all much harder yeah. than it is in Georgia. Two states require voters to submit a copy of some sort of ID. To get it notarized? Notarized. Anything. That's a pain in the record. I mean, I know there's a lot of notaries out there. There seems to be 15 million of them, and they're all very Still, lovely people. But gosh, that is a to. pain. That yeah, is a pain is. in the butt to try to find somebody, to try to deal with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I hate when I see, oh, this must be signed in the presence of a notary. I'm like, oh, no, please. Under uh, SB202, Georgia will become one of four states that will require voters to submit a driver's license number or other id number the others are kansas minnesota and ohio so a blue state a purple state and a red state um many states require a driver's license uh or other id to register to vote or to vote in person again none of this stuff is out of line with other states like they might be slightly on the restrictive side on on some of these laws slightly on the more uh loose uh, loosely restrictive uh, side of some of the others but I really just don't think, uh, you know, like right now, here's another one. And early in-person voting is available in 43 states. 24 states now, including Georgia, allow some weekend voting. So less than half of the country allows one of the things that Joe Biden was complaining about. And you see that like places like New York and Delaware are more restrictive than Georgia in many ways. Chuck Schumer, mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Their home states are more restrictive than Georgia in many ways. I just don't, you know, early voting periods range in length from four days to 45 days. Georgia is at 17. Again, they're not not the most, the largest time period, Mm -hmm. but nowhere near the smallest. And if you want, you can can extend that to 19 days days. in some counties. Mm So you could you could use two Sundays, two additional in there. Sundays, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again is more than most of these, a lot of these other states. They yeah. don't do a lot of weekend voting. Um, I think Texas is is it two weeks here? I think it's fourteen days. I don't even know. So yeah, it's again, longer like, than ours. And stepping back from this for just a second, we get in these conversations, and sometimes I feel uh, I feel like we're missing the the larger narrative here. If you can't freaking make time to get to a poll. Or submit an absentee ballot within Mm -hmm. a multiple week period. You obviously just don't care. Can we just be honest about it? Like, if you can't vote, the voting is, it's not always easy. Yes, at times it could be a pain in the ass. You're doing it basically every two to four years. A lot of people only vote in the presidential election. Mm -hmm. And it's not that hard. It's not. Do you care at all? If you care at all, you can get your vote in. That is really the line. <laughs> That's true. It can't. It's that not very automatic, true. right? It's not like they come to your house and pressure you to give them an answer. 
But other than that, they pretty much do everything they can to make it easy. And shouldn't there be some effort to vote? It just seems I like mean, it's not crazy. Come on. Look, do you care enough? If you don't care enough to make sure your ballot, uh, you, you know, your your status is updated. If you, you don't care enough to have a freaking identification that's free from the state. If you don't mm-hmm. care enough to show up on Election Day. All of this can be thrown out if you just show up on Election Day. If you don't care enough to do one of 9,000 basic steps, maybe, just maybe, you don't care enough. Maybe you don't care enough. And maybe there should be the very easiest of steps so that people who actually, I don't know, who have followed the news who actually know something about the candidates, you know, it's not crazy to say, hey, this is a basic step of of responsibility in a republic. And there are things you have to do. You have to pay taxes. There are steps to that. Mm -hmm. You have to get a driver's license to drive. There are steps to that. There are steps that almost everyone seems to be able to accomplish. And it's much easier to vote than all these other things. And assuming that minorities can't do any of those things is just racism. Racism. Straight out racism. It is. It's basically saying you believe people with darker skin are incapable of basic tasks. Yeah, and don't even know where the DMV is. Right. That's insane. It's ludicrous. And how that is like the open, a progressive side of this argument is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You're just saying black people can't do basic things in civil society. <laughs> how is that not racist? <laughs> Every Republican I've ever talked to about an issue like this is fully confident that black people can get driver's licenses or get free IDs from the government if they need them or have a passport or have a government document. And by the way, 72% of Americans favor ID uh, when you vote. Yeah. Favor showing your ID when you vote. And overwhelming. 72% don't agree on anything in this country. Yeah. And some polls showed as high as 80%, including over 70% of African-Americans. Yeah. We're like, yeah, of course, of course. What do you Why? Mean? They, they, There's they no reason not to. would see it as you just being racist. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you don't think I can get an ID? You don't think I have a utility bill? <laughs> I got, it's madness. I have electricity. You don't think black people have electricity? <laughs> this is what the Democrats are propagating as yeah. the progressive mindset. And it is consistent with progressivism over the past hundred years. It's very consistent with it. The government needs to be there to stop black people from doing things they want to do because they'll do the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And that has been consistent for a century at least. And going back before that, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, you go to that Woodrow Wilson style of progressivism that is still very much alive uh, on the left. And, and that is exactly what they're saying. It's, it is yeah. just straight up racism. The best of the Glenn Beck program. In Portland, they were contemplating at a high school, uh, they were contemplating uh, a change in their school mascot. And what they thought might be nice is uh, to have a mascot of a tree. And then they thought, wait a minute, lynching. Trees are racist. And so that's a racist symbol. So we better put that on hold. So they tabled that. And they didn't. Uh, they didn't vote on the mascot being a tree. I guess that means that Stanford's mascot, you know, the big tree, is uh, is a racist symbol. 
trees are racist yeah trees are are racist now and that's because <clears throat> because of lynching mm-hmm. really though it's not the tree no that I know. was the issue with the with the lynching right i think it's be i would be odd mm-hmm. which like a rope would be an odd uh mascot for a team but it's <laughs> yes. not really the rope's fault either <laughs> but at least but more a noose tight, would be yeah at least tightly then, tied yeah. to mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately literally in this circumstance tightly tied to the uh, the act mm-hmm. right the tree is just mm-hmm. they're all over the place most trees not used for lynching yeah and there are three trillion trees on this planet there are more trees on the earth than there are stars in the sky now uh, i would say not more than half of them are used for lynching is that about accurate that's about a, 1.5 trillion i'd say about that yeah that's about right <laughs> it's like this is something that happened to look it was a terrible 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 part of our history yes uh, we should point out i think it was about a third of people who were, were white were white that were mm-hmm. lynched um mostly people who were fighting on behalf of freedom for blacks um but uh, it was so but it was a few thousand people who were lynched and that's too many remarkably terrible yes, <laughs> and it it's a remarkably terrible part of our history yeah though i don't think vilifying the three trillion trees on the planet is <laughs> the right to reaction be. to it really yeah weird it seems like a very strange reaction to that problem huh yeah you have some weird ideas what if too. we hey look it's like well you know what well we can get rid of lynching forever let's cut down all the trees it's like no i don't <laughs> no, think that would work no it wouldn't also, no. it could create some other uh, negative side effects. Let's put it that way. But that just makes trees top the list of racist things. Um, it tops the list? Yeah, tops the list. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a good percentage of things that are, in fact, racist on this planet. And I'm just, I just want to alert you to it so that okay. you can avoid these things. That's helpful. I, don't, I mean, yeah. I don't want to come off the wrong way. Like dress shirts. Obviously, you don't want to re- wear a dress shirt because that's racist. Wait, why is a dress shirt? Dress shirt? uh i guess minorities don't wear them so um <laughs> this is on this is this is the reverse so ridiculous, racism isn't it? that term that's been yes! thrown around for so long yes it's the soft bigotry of low expectations right it really is true here look at this dress and it's over and over racist? and over gifted programs are racist because there's not enough minorities in the gifted programs um oh my gosh so they eliminate Gifted programs out of uh, many, many schools. Oh, did you guys talk about the fact that newborn babies, if they're white, are in fact racist by the time they get to three months old? Now, black babies or Hispanic babies are, of course, not racist. But white babies become racist at three months old unless you talk them out of it before they get to that age. <laughs> so, How exactly would you do such a thing? I, you just, well, you just tell them. You, you just talk to them about race. What if you um, threaten them with, and you will not feed? <laughs> there will be no food coming your way. Then I think that might help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might help. Mm-hmm. Dating apps are racist. Tiki bars are racist. Fossil fuels are obviously racist i don't have to tell you that uh, yeah you probably do need to explain that because i don't understand it I, I, my understanding is that lots of minorities use fossil fuels really yeah it's actually a big huh. part of their lives uh just like it's a big part of white people's lives right but the pollution that comes from those fossil fuels is mostly happening oh, okay. to the <laughs> urban areas the the areas where minorities live right because cars only drive in only areas drive there. where minorities are and then and then apparently people blow all the pollution from the suburbs uh to the uh the minority areas it's a dastardly plan but they've uncovered it yes mm-hmm. laws against genital mutilation 
are racist. I, I'm sorry now. You're... <laughs> Sheet music. I'm not even going to try to explain the laws against general yeah, mutilation. <laughs> it's so obvious. Uh, it's so obvious. Uh, sheet music. We just found this out. I think it was last week we had this story that sheet music and uh, classical music is racist because yeah. mostly white people do it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and mostly white people wrote the sheet music. Uh, for the classical music it's amazing you know back in the day there there is a a thing uh in you know for symphony orchestras and and broadway and all sorts of things i, was, I know orchestras is, is a big thing they do it in new york mm-hmm. and it's like this blind audition process and because they believe there was racism uh, years and years ago they implemented this blind audition thing all right which is basically like one of these like shows you'd see like the masked singer or whatever so they would just know. they know. would just choose the best performers yeah, and the, they wouldn't know the race of the performer it was right? the voice i believe right where they had they have the chairs that turn around so they're not facing the person as they sing mm-hmm. so they don't have any visual they're just listening to the voice and that's kind of what they did with like people playing violin right a, a cellist yeah. right yeah, okay. would be there playing an instrument uh, and probably cello and um that would be the most sensible one for a cellist <laughs> to be playing and they would be playing and, and they would be behind you know some sort of screen so the people could not see them mm-hmm. and it was called this blind audition it was sort of like the ultimate martin luther king version of this right like it was we it was an absolutely colorblind process you'll be surprised to hear they want to get rid of it because they, you need to know what race they are so you can pick the minorities. My gosh. Now, that is just, you're just reinstituting racism yeah. on a different race. Right. But that but is what so they want. so much of that happening now. Yeah. That is what the anti-racist movement is about. That is what wow. white fragility is about. It's what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. This whole woke, uh, anti-racist craziness is just an excuse to implement racism. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And they, if you read their books, they will tell it to you. The, yeah, only, oh, yeah. the only solution for past discrimination is current discrimination. The only solution for future discrimination or for, for present discrimination is future discrimination. They're advocating yes. discrimination as revenge on what they see are these terrible things happening to them today. Uh, and, I, you know, look, I that is not the America that that is supported in any of our founding documents or by Martin Luther mm-hmm. King. Like Martin Luther King, they are going to be tearing this guy's statues down in the coming years. Shortly. Yeah, very, very true. Um, not killing black babies is racist. Wait, not killing? Well, yeah, so not killing having black access, babies would be that, racist to me. Uh, you would think so. Like if you but, put like Planned Parenthoods in, in inner cities all over the country, uh-huh. and 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 had the founder of Planned Parenthood who outwardly talked about getting rid of undesirables like African Americans, you'd think <laughs> you would that think. would be the racist position. But right. no, but no, it's the opposite of that. Hmm. How bizarre is that? Very bizarre, Pat. Quantum computing is racist. <laughs> Apparently, there's not enough minorities in in the quantum computing industry. Uh, architecture racist Disney films of course we found out Disney films are racist so is Pixar uh, Dr. Seuss let, it's, let me ask you this is the is the is the NBA on the list no they're not the NBA is no racist or no, is they're no, not they're racist. not racist so what exactly explains then the point that say 75% of all NBA players are black considering only 13% of the population is black what exactly explains <laughs> that because I know if it was the opposite, yeah, we would know, right? We would know that it was racism that is the only possible cause of such a thing. Well, that's the one place you can use the merit system. 
That's the only place you can. That's the only place you can. Yeah. Unless, of course, a white player winds up being better than a black player, then Then, you still can say it's racist. (laughs) Right. Right. Because I do not, to be clear, I do not believe the NBA is racist against white people. I believe that African Americans have outperformed white players. Right. And are better players. Right. Why that's okay to say, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it seems to be the ultimate merit-based society. If mm-hmm. you had good white players, they will make it. Because you know what? Everyone wants those jobs. And everyone, every single kid winds up playing in a league to try to get to that level at some point. Yep. So it's really hard to do anything other than merit-based. But yet we will see over and over again this idea that it's racist the other way. I mean, I, I, look, mm-hmm. there's no way to make that argument. You know, there was a time before uh, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey that there was uh, no white running back. <laughs> who had been like over a thousand yards in three decades. Wow. Now, I don't, why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. But you want to talk about, if you wanted to make a case of racism, this position had no thousand yard. I think there was one other guy, the guy from Stanford did it before McCaffrey as well. But it was very rare. Let's put it that way. Uh, Peyton Hillis, he did it as well. Oh, Uh, yeah. But it was in between Hillis and I think it was like Craig James. There was no white running back who <laughs> who wow. ran for a thousand yards in all wow. of that time in the NFL, and in a country, by the way, made up of seventy to eighty percent white, white people. people that yeah. all want the job of the star running back, mm-hmm. and none of them could get it for multiple decades. And it was just like, oh well, that's just merit. Well, yeah, it probably was merit, mm-hmm. but like sometimes races make because of c- cultural decisions make different choices they pursue different things Mm -hmm. you know it's just Mm -hmm. the way of the world and to act like every single time there is a a a specific thing that you find a group to be underrepresented in acting like that's racist is just stupid it's just a stupid thing it's as if you don't know human beings that's why that's why nobody claims the nba is racist nobody claims the nfl is racist because it's just based on merit. Yeah, they, well, they do claim it's racist, but they yeah, claim but, it in the opposite direction. Right, because As there's not enough black coaches or... terrible black quarterback mm. named Colin Kaepernick deserves to be put into the Hall of Fame despite right. sucking his entire career. Gosh. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the so racism maddening. scene. Here's a... This is... I think the, uh, the NFL is something like 60% African-American in a country with 13%... Uh, African-American members in, in its population. Mm-hmm. And we act as if this one quarterback who <laughs> objectively sucked and was getting worse by the day, who lost mm-hmm. his job twice to Blaine Gabbert, one of the times before he ever took a knee, lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. Okay? <laughs> we act as if that is a representative uh, re- representation of racism. It's bonkers. The league is made up of... Of, of, a, of an African-American uh, population that is four or five times the size of its representation in our society. That cannot be a racist organization against African-Americans, especially when you were talking about the jobs that are the most sought after. And I mean, there are bad quarterbacks, and then there's Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> so you know how bad that quarterbacking was when he lost his job to him. Uh, I got a couple more things to avoid uh, because they're racist. Just... So that you don't run into these things and then, you know, get canceled because of your racism. Um, the national anthem, of course, is racist. We found that out. <laughs> of course, out. we know that. Anything to yeah. do with the, the beginnings of our country. Yes. Racism. racism. Washington and Lincoln. We've 
found out how racist very they are. racist lincoln especially that yes guy. thank you oh thank what you. a racist he is uh merit-based admission is racist but not merit-based sports don't don't get those two confused. No, those Please. are totally non-racist. The now, most you, unracist thing. Do you remember when the Betsy Ross flag was racist? Then it wasn't, but I think now it is again. Oh, it's back. I think it's back. Yeah, and this time. Yeah, Glenn. By the way, his museum across the way here. Yeah, they're putting together. I took a tour of it the other day. They have the Betsy Ross Nikes. Oh, they actually got a pair of them before they canceled them. Really? And he has a bunch nice. of that sort of more recent cultural stuff that got canceled, which is that's he, pretty I, cool. Even has a Mister and. Mrs. Potato Head. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're both over there. I wow. saw them. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. A white boxer knocking out a black boxer is, oh, well, that's uh, racist, is racist. Sure. I mean, you want to talk about racism. Now that, Shouldn't the white boxer allow the black boxer because to, of what's happened out. in yes. our society over the past few hundred years? Yes. He should just stand there and get his face beat in. <laughs> yes. That's what should happen. Now, this came from that YouTube guy. What was his name? The, you know, he set oh, up that. Logan Paul. Yeah. Yes. And he fought mm -hmm. a, a black guy who was, I think, a basketball player formerly. Okay. And now is challenged him to a boxing match or whatever. And, and <laughs> the white YouTuber knocked him out. I mean, that was one of the big knockouts of that I've ever seen. It mm. was just, I mean, he... Him. Yeah, I think I did see that highlight. Yeah. Well, then the article was written. Wow, isn't that kind of racist? A white <laughs> kid like that knocking out a black guy? <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. Uh, reopening schools, we have heard, is uh, racist. Of course, white people, all white people are racist. Really, you could have started with that one. It's going to eliminate a lot of these other ones. That's true. If you're starting with the premise <laughs> that, that all white people are racist, it's a lot of racism. Uh, fat phobia is racist. Opera. That one I agree with. By yeah, the way. I do too. Uh -huh. We we as as representatives of a certain community, <laughs> we we that one helps us. So therefore, we yes. agree with it. Opera obviously racist. Um, milk milk is racist. Well, it's uh, very white. I the crosswalks are racist because they have the little guy uh, on the signal to walk, and it's white, and it looks like a white guy, I guess. Oh, it does? Uh, according to the article I read, I, that's apparently a white guy. I'd never thought of him that way. No, well, that's because you're uh, racist. Because I'm a racist. Right? And you're privileged to see other white people pictured <laughs> in right. things. Now, of course, if you see a black person pictured on something, mm -hmm. that's also racist. Well, you because can't. Aunt Jemima right. and uh, Uncle Ben and Cream and you of can, Wheat. They have to be removed. They have to be removed. You, no, the, the Martin Luther King's goal, people don't know this, get all black people off packaging. That was the big dream. That was his main I dream. have a dream. He never got to it to finish oh, okay. it off. But right. I have a dream that we will no longer see the cream of wheat guy. On, on cream of wheat. That was the speech. Wow. He originally, the original huh. draft. I think Glenn has it in the museum. The okay. original draft said, no more rice, no more pancakes, no huh. more cream of wheat. That is my dream. He took that part out. Um, got bought off by the cream of wheat people, I think. So no more pancakes or the syrup that you pour on. Oh them. yeah, that's right. And Mrs. Butterworth, uh huh, uh, she's gone. gone. She's toast. Uh, and, Dang it! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the way. You just, uh, you know what? Only a racist society would have multiple different races on their packaging to sell products. <laughs> that <laughs> right? Like, and and of course we should also note, mm -hmm. as I have many times, but I cannot get over it. The the market research on Aunt Jemima, it's almost entirely used as a product 
by African-Americans. It is Amazing. among the most popular items in the grocery store for African-Americans. It's beloved. It's beloved by African-Americans. Their scores yeah. on like the favorability, uh, you know, they do these market research reports where they say, okay, uh, you know, scale of one to a hundred, how much do you like Aunt Jemima? It's off the charts for African-Americans. And like everyone else is like, yeah, it's all right. And African-Americans absolutely love it. We were like, we're getting rid of that product because white people are racist. And African-Americans are like, but I like my freaking pancakes. Crazy. It's incredible. It's like, Crazy. well, you, you don't understand, African-Americans, how the racism works. We're gonna let us let us white splain to you how the racism operates. And that's operates. exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. And it worked. They got, they got rid of all those things. It's just Unreal. insane. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Hunter Biden said the other day on uh, 60 Minutes that he doesn't know if uh, if that laptop is actually his laptop. You know, it, it might can't. be. How of course, you know? it could be. But how would you know if you dropped it off at the place and left it there? How would you know that? You don't. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know where you left your laptop. No. Why would you? Why would you keep track of the place where you leave laptops? <laughs> like I don't know. Hey, Pat. You know that piece of gum you had three weeks ago? Where's the yeah, wrapper? I don't know. Why would you know that? Yeah, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't keep know track that. of it. It's the same thing with laptops. That's how same people thing. are with laptops. Laptops, iPads. You take them places. You just leave them there, and then you forget about it. Yeah, you're not gonna know. Right? You know, it's there's so many places you keep and store and give mm-hmm. laptops away to. How mm-hmm. could you possibly keep track of all? Well, of you them? can't. It's a full time job to know wherever you leave your laptops. So it's logical to believe. Well, maybe it was Russian hacking. It's probably Russian hacking. It's probably that. Yeah. Of that laptop. Now, he doesn't know where it is, obviously. He but, can't keep track of it. Well, especially but, not when the Russians are hacking it. Right. Well, you have to assume where wherever it is, it. they've hacked into it. Yeah, right. What other exactly. explanation could there be? <laughs> Let me... I'll, I'll give you a couple Either of Either it's yours or it was hacked by Russians. Your, There's two right. explanations So, it there. was hacked by Russians would be the yeah. number one most likely thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, it was stolen from you. Number three... Uh, you and know, then taken uh, to a place and left. And there. left. Yeah. Uh, number three, aliens came down oh. from planet Zarkon or somewhere. Yeah. Took your laptop. Okay. And gave it to the IT place, you know, so they could fix it up. <laughs> and then, of course, number four. Because they realized there was a, like a virus on it or yeah, something? Yeah, like they just didn't, yeah. They, they just, don't know how to fix it? No. They're so not, they took they, it to they, the IT place. They're from another place. planet. Why would they know how right. to fix they wouldn't. A, a laptop? Well, they wouldn't. Right? So they bring it to a Mac uh, fixer What do you upper. think they're... Big time tech people or no, something? I don't no. think so. I don't no. think so. And then finally, the least likely explanation: you happen to be a crack yeah. addicted weirdo uh-huh. that uh, cannot remember where they. <laughs> where, where you, you were so your... high when you got mm-hmm. off the train that happens to be you know a couple of miles away from this particular establishment that you right. stumbled over there and left it there and almost sunk your your uh, your dad's presidential hopes. Because you were on so many drugs, like that's the outlying well, that's possibility. That's a ridiculous here. Pop, 
possibility. I That's the ridiculous, outlandish, way out there left field explanation. Now, could it be true? Sure. Of course. Of course certainly. it could. Most course, certainly. <laughs> yes, 100% of course it, could it could be true. Yeah, obviously. Right, I mean, I that's a to stupid you, question. Of course it could be true. If I were to say to you right now, where's your car, Pat? You'd have no idea. I don't know. You don't know where it is. You could have left it I anywhere. I mean, I parked it at 2.30 this morning. Now, <laughs> well, that was a long time ago. Now, where is it now? I don't I know. Don't Did know. Russians hack it? How do Probably. we know? How do we know? Maybe Russians hacked it and moved it. <laughs> Right, we don't know. We it don't could know. possibly be that you did so many drugs yeah, this morning it could. that you forgot where you parked your car. Right, it's now possible. I could go out there and it's right where I left it, but we don't know that. We don't do know we? that. We're until inside. I go out there. Are I we outside? Been out there for six, seven hours. Right. So I don't know. How could you know? The other thing Hunter Biden has no recollection of, other than his laptop is meeting the stripper who later gave birth to his child. How many strippers do you meet oh and impregnate gosh. on a daily basis? Thousands? Hundreds? If I, don't I know. may, can I use the words of Jeff Fisher? Who among us? <laughs> First of all, who among us? <laughs> <laughs> hasn't met a stripper right. and then forgot about it and then she gave birth to your child. Right. Uh, it's, I mean, it's happened if to it's so happened many once, people. It's happened uh, uh, once. But, it's, it's one of those things you know. that is, it's more common than almost any activity a human engages in. Right. Meeting a stripper, impregnating yeah. them, and then forgetting yeah. about the whole thing. <laughs> like it happens so, so often, often to so many people. Yeah. You want to talk about a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'd say there's a pandemic of meeting strippers, impregnating them, and then forgetting about the entire incident. Yeah, I'm so sick of it. I'm it's so, so sick of hearing about common. it. It's so common. You know, how we, you get 20, 30 emails mm-hmm. a day. Hey, remember me? I'm from no. voluptuousbabes.com, and <laughs> we mean. met at that strip club, uh-uh. and then uh, we we hooked up, and then I gave birth to a child. <laughs> and it's yours. And it's yours. I get uh, 20, 30, 40 of those a day. <laughs> I can't keep track of them all. And you know what? Uh-huh. There's only two explanations as to why those emails are there. I actually did these things, or Russians have hacked my computer. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. You don't know which one. I want to blame the well, Russians for it, but I'm not sure. You were so whacked out on drugs and alcohol. Well, yeah, how could true. you remember? That's true. How could you remember? You can't you remember can't. these things. You, you have to understand that these products, drugs, mm. are specifically mm. designed to make you not forget what you do, or right. to make you forget what you do. Yes. So you don't remember them. You don't remember these moments. These are unimportant moments in your life, the birth of your child. You don't remember those things. Correct. They're not important to you, no. or the Russians hacked you. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> so these are things written in his uh, memoir. Oh, good. Beautiful things. Why? Seriously, Beautiful Pat. things that hits bookstores today. Stepping out of the complete sarcasm mode we're in for a mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. Why on earth is he writing a memoir? I don't know. Your I dad know. is president of the United States. Have you yeah. not done enough damage to your dad's life and career? You would think. Why would you be writing a memoir to put yourself back in the news? Right. It is complete insanity. I, I, I he, You know, if, you, if you've watched the show's succession... You know, Hunter Biden is just Kendall. He's the he's like one of the bad the kids that like is just always screwing up and is always doing drugs and is always having these problems and is always putting the company in a negative light. And it's it's just it's just who Hunter seems to be. I mean, forget mm-hmm. whether you think it's a good idea. Don't you owe your dad, who by the way is responsible for all of your success in life, 
him being vice president and senator, the only reason you've ever had a job. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. he his his willingness to cross the line into corruption and possibly illegal activity <laughs> is the only reason you've ever had a job. <laughs> yeah. And you come out and release a memoir while he's president to put you back in the news cycle to what? Earn a few hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it is completely insane. He must hate his father. I, I can't think of any reason why you would do this other than pure hatred for your dad. It's a really good point. It really is. Because this doesn't make sense. And I, I, as much as I don't like Joe Biden, and I don't think he's going to be a good president, and I think he's been terrible so far, and he's doing all of these things he's done for Hunter over the years have been borderline illegal, if not completely illegal. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not giving him a break on the the idea that he's been a good guy in all of this. But, like, you're this he's president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Unless you wanted to sink his presidency, why would you be doing this? I can't. Doesn't make after any sense. all the lines this guy has crossed for his son, I can't. I mean, it's really, it's oddly disrespectful. He writes, <laughs> it's why I would later challenge in court the woman in Arkansas who had a baby in 2018 and claimed the child was mine. I had no recollection of our encounter. That's how little connection I had with anyone. I was a mess, but a mess I've taken responsibility for. Well, what he can remember anyway, because <laughs> right. he hasn't re- taken responsibility for that laptop. No, but he's taken responsibility for the Russian hacking that happened against him. Right. And that's and really important. That is important. That is, It's important to blame the Russians for just about anything in your life. I, I do it all the time. Yeah. Whenever I'm like at home late, honey, the uh, Russians Russian hacked hacking. my car. Hacking. And, yeah. they, and it took me the wrong route home. Took me through Alabama. It took me through that Alabama <laughs> strip club. That's where Alabama, it routed me. I wow. didn't. I didn't know. In a strip club. In I Alabama? did notice it was a long huh. drive for, yeah. to come home from work, but it routed me to a strip club in Alabama. You didn't recognize the surroundings being a little bit different than you're used to. Well, the Russians hacked the surroundings. Oh, I couldn't okay. tell. All right. You know that's the biggest thing. Huh. They hacked the windows, so it looked like I was in my neighborhood the entire time. Wow. And and that imagine my surprise when I walked into what I believed was my home and there were nude dancers <laughs> on stages. <laughs> That's disturbing That's when that happens. Disturbing. I hate Russians, when that happens. Freaking Russians, man. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, they're always, you know, they're always doing their Russia thing. Yeah, they are. And it screws my life up. They hack so many different things and people. The do- Pat, the, the dozens. I, I it's just it's I can't overstate it. The thousands of strippers yeah. that have been impregnated uh-huh. by people in this country because of Russian hacking. It's a it's a huge problem. People you think we put not, our foot down? Yeah, and and we're, hack back. We're like, at hey, least, Vlad, Vladdy, stop! Come on, my man, stop! Don't stop hacking us into into hooking up with strippers. Yeah, <laughs> you would think Joe would say, "Come on, like, man! Come on, man! Stop it! Yeah, stop it! It's just there's too much hacking here." Can you ha- stop hacking us into this mm-hmm. into this act where where all these drugs get up noses and all these strippers get into certain beds with 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 completely innocent people who've just been hacked? Mm-hmm. It's just unfair. Mm-hmm. And and Vladimir Putin should stop it. <laughs> Shame on you, Vladimir Putin, for all of your hacking of poor Hunter Biden. Well, it's not nice. It's, it's just not. not it's, it's not a not, nice thing. That's a to good do. way to put it. It's yeah, not nice. It's not nice. 
Now and he should be ashamed. Now of he himself. enjoyed it at the time. He yeah. enjoyed the hacking of of the impregnating the strippers at the time, but he doesn't remember that enjoyment. No, he doesn't because of the hacking. Right. A terrible, terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable that he's writing this. It's un- it's 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 it almost is. it's almost to the level of if I did it by O.J. Simpson. <laughs> You're just like, why would yeah. you do this? But yeah. I guess he wants to get, you know, he's trying to save his career and save his name and, and all of these things, which the media did a great job in helping him with. I mean, they didn't allow these stories even to come out. That's at right. The time. And if they did come out, they were shut down immediately. Yeah. I mean, even the, the New York Post was shut off of Twitter because of it, right? Yeah. Because they posted a story on it. Yeah. And there are times everybody gets fired up about the, the you know, what big tech does on certain posts and stuff. And there are times it gets overdone even. But the banning of the New York Post, uh, one of the oldest newspaper in the United States, their account mm-hmm. over telling the what seems to be the absolute truth about Hunter Biden and his laptop. He can't he can't even deny it was the laptop and to, to ban their account over that for all for the, for NPR to come out and say, we will not cover this because it's not news. It's fake. It's unbelievable. And then after the election. Oh, yeah. But by the way, of course. Yeah, that was obviously true. It really is one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in in United States media. I mean, it is that bad. It is that bad. I like this quote from the book, too. Uh, This is the Hunter Biden book. Beautiful things. Uh, I don't think I made a mistake in taking that spot on that board in Ukraine. I think I made a mistake in terms of underestimating the way it would be used against me. (laughs) Of course. Oh, man. Yeah, because it's sad. It's the it's it's other people who did him wrong. Yeah. In that particular situation where he had no experience and no reason to be on that board. Uh, but his dad got him the position and he made uh, fifty thousand dollars a month, at least. Uh, some have said much more more than that. Um, but he didn't make any mistake at all. By, no. by accepting that position. Of course. Not. Look, in a normal situation. If someone offers you a really good job with lots and lots of money for no responsibility, you're going to be excited about that. When your dad's a senator or vice president, mm-hmm. and you need to really kind of consider mm-hmm. what the ramifications of that decision are, number one. And number two, why are you getting that role? You're not getting that role because you're special. You're getting the role because you're, again, utilizing your dad's name to cash in. This is the, this is the, that should have been the name of the book, how to utilize your dad's name to cash in, because that's been mm-hmm. the life story of Hunter Biden <laughs> from the beginning. He's done it all over the place, over and over again, and he's now done it to a point where he's doing it again with his book. And uh, I, it really is inexplicable to me. And I like this because <clears throat> we were talking about uh, him forgetting whether the laptop was his, and well, do you remember dropping it off? He answers that question in the book. Uh, no. He can't recall if he dropped off the the MacBook Pro that was left there. Yeah, he's really doing the. This he is essentially recall. the amnesia defense from every yeah, bad soap opera. Every single thing. Yeah, I no. can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I was remember. too drugged up. Like I'll admit my drug use. That gives me an out on everything, mm-hmm. which is not how the world works. Although it does seem to be how the world works lately. Yeah, but it's not supposed it to be does how the for world him. Works. Certainly, there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me that. That could be that I was hacked. It could be it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. I love that quote. That's he well, he covered a lot of ground there. Uh, he mm-hmm. covered a lot of could bees. 
and or it could be just that it was your laptop and you forgot about it because you were on drugs and uh the new york post got a hold of what was in it which is plausible with hunter biden but almost no one else i remember when i first heard wait a minute you're saying hunter biden brought a laptop with all of this incriminating information uh-huh. to uh an it guy yeah to get the hard drive free and forgot about it and left it there and eventually got to the point where it was no longer his property because he left it there for so long and he left it in seemingly a republican's hands doesn't seem like that could happen it doesn't seem possible but it with hunter biden all is possible with hunter that, biden I mean, it obviously happened with hunter biden hooking up with a random stripper in alabama impregnating her and supposedly forgetting it is possible hooking up with your your deceased brother's wife is possible hooking you know coming back and returning a rental car mm. with lines of coke on the dashboard is possible it's all possible with hunter yeah and that's why you we just yeah. don't understand why he would write this book at this time I, I mean, it's, it's nice to see that we're getting some answers on it, but it's got to be embarrassing for the media who acted as if this was insane at the time. I don't know if it's just yeah. embarrassing or they just didn't care. It's probably that one. They just didn't care and just went, went ahead with a, with, a, with a scheme that was sort of predetermined, but well, it's they, pretty bad. They didn't want to do anything that could be perceived as helping Donald Trump. Yep. They, they wouldn't cover anything. That was the priority. Yeah. They and were not about to allow him to win again. And uh, they made sure. They made sure by not covering anything. Amazing. Amazing. It really is amazing. And you can't overstate how bad the media has been at certain points in this. The Hunter Biden thing was really, really bad. This Georgia law is incredibly bad. This Ron DeSantis thing on 60 Minutes individually might be one of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, they just created out of whole cloth a bizarre scandal that on its face Seems ridiculous. With the public's with the public's uh, scandal, yeah. public's that they supposedly the paid him so much money yeah. that he gave them the distribution of the of the vaccine. Now, of course, they're a very common grocery store chain everywhere, everywhere yeah. in Florida. It would, it would be, be like like Governor Abbott giving uh, Kroger or Tom Thumb in Texas, yeah, uh, the Stop vaccine and shop to, in the Northeast, to distribute. Right? Like whatever it is, yeah. whatever your local grocery store that dominates your area, just picking that one and being like, well, they're all over the place. Let's give it to them mm-hmm. and give it to CVS and Walgreens and other places that are all over the place. And they said so they signaled out a couple of donations from people who worked at public or at Publix, like their former CEO. Gave 25,000, right. was it? Like, like that is like, like any material That's, reason for him yeah. to do anything. No. Again, he, you know, he's a big politician. He's the governor of one of the biggest and most economically powerful states in the union. He's going to react over $100,000 of donations over multiple years <laughs> to do something that is yeah. overwelmingly sane and documented not it was it was not, not even hidden. done correctly. They're, they didn't even get the story right in the first place. Bizarre. Na, 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 na.